Okay. That was a lame clap. Let's try it again. Ready? Bam. Fantastic. So the clap means we have to get started, John. Is that the deal? That's correct. It's the time for the podcast to begin. Fantastic. So, hey, everybody. My name is Chris Sulame, co-host of Shop Talk, brought to you by 124Go. I'm sitting here with a couple of good buddies. Number one, Mr. My name is still John <laughs> And we're also here with our great friend. Brian Purdue, you have me captured again. So I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Fantastic. And we're the co-founders of 124Go. And we've actually just been sitting here in a planning meeting all day. And we started to talk about some content that we're going to be bringing out to the world uh, this year as we start to you know, go around and work with hair salons and hairdressers. And one of the big topics that certainly is a hot button for you, Brian, uh, which kind of brought us to setting up and just go ahead and getting this on tape and recording is leadership and leadership in the salon industry. It's a, a huge hot button. I mean, John, mm-hmm. uh, we sort of talk about this all day long. So we wanted to sit down and capture a little bit of the magic that was coming through you this morning um, so we can maybe help some salon owners, some salon leaders, or maybe even some stylists that are just behind the chair wanting to kind of lead themselves better or understand right. you know, their own success patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, John, maybe you want to set us up a little bit for the conversation and how we got to where we're at and uh, getting Brian to sit down and start talking again this morning. Um, well, I'm going to start off with a quote from John Maxwell that I always like, and he says that um, leadership is nothing more than influence. Um, and I like that quote because I think that for many of us who are trying to figure out well, what does that actually look like, um, the, the short answer is how do you influence the people around you? How do you influence your team? How do you influence your community? How do you influence this industry as a whole? And you know, and I think when we have someone like Brian in the room, we get to speak to that uh, because here's somebody who influences, not only influences me, right? He influences the team that we have within our company you know, 130 stylists. And I know that we're influencing our, our industry as a whole um, because I see that. Mm-hmm. Today, of course, we're working on um, working on our programs and what we're building to bring out into the world. And, you know, Brian's obviously a big part of that because leadership is something we really want to share with our industry as a whole. And so we're kind of working out the logistics of what, you know, how we're going to format this and what our classes look like. And as you said, hey, he's on the other side of that table. He can't get out because uh, he's walked in. <laughs> I'm trapped. He's trapped. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get him on, on the podcast. Though. Yeah, fantastic. And so I want to start you with a question and really what brought us to the conversation. And that's just kind of the fact that, you know, even though you've built this large machine over the past 27, 28 years, and, you know, we have a ton of amazing hard-hitting stylists, you know, that are not only sitting underneath us at the Grayson location, but at all six of the salons, as well as uh, developing stylists. Kuhn Academy by 124 uh, was founded as the Process Institute years ago, which really came from you uh, starting to do it the old-fashioned way, which was apprenticing people, growing people, and becoming a leader. Um, we always talk about the mindset of a leader, and you always talk about really the heart of a leader and right. servant leadership. But what we like to dig down to is kind of the the before it was this machine and sure. you know you were a business owner or you were you were in business you know for a reason and you kind of had this enormous change of heart that really set you on a different path to help you help others in a different way through business 
Um, and so you were sharing a little bit of that story earlier today and uh, wanted to kind of recapture that a little bit to get a, to get a snapshot of your mindset. Well, Chris, I would say this. The, the first thing I would recommend is for people to go back and listen to our very first podcast no. because that really will give all of the details about that transformation in my heart because what I just said a minute ago as we were going into this podcast, um, I guess really the first place is getting your heart in the right place as a leader sets the foundation that you've got to have then to move to the next step. You know, what is the next step? Mm -hmm. But again, that first podcast, highly recommended. I I even went back myself to listen several times. Like, what did I say? Uh, Because everything that I'm speaking is is coming from my heart. And uh, speaking to that, John, you talked about influence. You just, uh, I was thinking of that as you were mentioning John Maxwell, and I've heard that statement before. And where my brain went with that is um, real influence and what people are looking for is what you do naturally when nobody else is really, when you don't know they're looking. Mm-hmm. In other words, who are you truly as that leader? Because that's ultimately the influence you're going to have. You can practice, you can listen. Somebody out there can listen to me. Mm-hmm. And say, well, what are the keys I've got to do? Mm-hmm. And you can go try to do it, but if your heart's not in the right place, you're really faking it. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that real influence comes if the heart's in the right place because people are watching your actions uh, more than they're listening to your words. Absolutely. So that's the cornerstone to influence. Mm-hmm. So again, Chris, the, the first podcast will lay out the program. Then the question becomes, what's the next step? Yeah. So from what I think I'm hearing you say is not only is leadership as a concept, as a a skill set important, um, but it's got to be authentic. It's Mm got to be real. It's got to be something that people just don't see you going through the motions of being a leader. They've got to smell it on you, see it on you. I think that is true with everything. We I've listened to you guys in in Amber earlier uh, podcast. Uh, with as our marketing director, but I think the world itself is looking for authenticity mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah. Is it real? Uh, from the way we market our business, the things that we say, it's who are you when the lights and the cameras are down? Yeah. You know, right. it's not who are you, what is your stage presence, what is your persona? Show me behind the scenes, who are you really, and is that something that I want to emulate? Yeah. Something I want to follow? Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Yeah, and so one of the things that I'm, <clears throat> you know, I, I balance back and forth a lot knowing that there's the heart and then there's the actions behind the heart. And when you bring those two together, it's, it's really where the magic happens. Um, and so earlier today we started to talk about, you know, what are some steps that we can give people and what are some things that we can give people? And you kind of stopped and pulled the conversation back, which I liked because you said, look, if, if we're going to talk about leadership, we really can't talk about that unless we talk about the mindset and that change of heart first. And I know for you, and we talked about a little on the first podcast, but, um, what, what happened in you when you feel like you actually got yourself on a path to becoming a true leader? And I guess before you start to answer that, I'll interrupt already and just say, (laughs) you know, 130 stylists, six salons, we graduate, you know, over 80 students a year at the CUNY Academy by one, two, four. I believe that you being a leader in the industry today doesn't mean on your Instagram handle it says leader, leader mm-hmm. entrepreneur, right. you know, ma- magic maker. I think those are all 
beautiful things to aspire to be. But like there's a difference between somebody that's actually lived those things and Mm -hmm. somebody that are just maybe projecting, which is also fine to do. Um, And so what makes you a leader to me is the fact that what you get up and do, when you strap your boots on every day, you got 130 people or more that you're kind of responsible for. That That's what gives me the thing that has made you earn the right to have this conversation with complete authenticity. But I know you didn't always feel that way about yourself, and I know you weren't always that person. And again, I, I, I won't go back and spend a lot of time on it, but again, on the first podcast you'll hear where I used to be about the money. Yeah. And so I did things based on that, how do I get the money? But the, the transformation now is how do I spend my life being of service to others. That's the big deal. And so when you think about, I mean, I started, guys, listen, I told you before, I started with my wife and three three hairstyles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the great aha when I started in that leadership was the heart was in the place where I am here to serve you, meaning servant leadership for those of you that have ever heard that term before. Mm-hmm. Sounds sort of strange mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people see leadership as how do I get people to do what I want him to do. Yeah, yeah. And I can wear a suit and drive yeah. a Ferrari. Yeah. And so getting people to do what I want them to do means, frankly, that it's got to involve some coercion if that's not what they want to do. Right. You've got to figure out how to drag them along. Right. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a heavy burden to wear on both yeah. sides for me to lead that way, dragging people, kicking and screaming. That's not where they want to go. And what about the person on the other end? Totally. You see, but if, if, if your heart is in the right place and where my God is, I want to understand what you want out of your life. Mm-hmm. Boy, if I can't say that enough, mm-hmm. I truly, that really is my being. What do you want? Why are we sitting here today? Let's get candid mm-hmm. with each other. Chris, you moved down here from Philadelphia. Yeah. Because... You wanted something, the same thing that I wanted. John also. Mm-hmm. Maybe y'all can speak into that, but you wanted something that I wanted. But really it was up to me. It's not me trying to coerce you mm-hmm. uh, to, to say something, a song and a dance yes. mm-hmm. to get you to come down here because I'm trying to get you to do something I want you to do. Yeah. I am, but ultimately <laughs> it's got to be what you want. Yeah. And so what I said earlier, I'm having such a blast today. I don't really feel trapped in here. We joke about yeah. that. Yeah. This is so much fun because yeah. we are on the same journey together. We talk about that with each other. Yeah. And all of us have got that servant's heart. So that is what I encourage people out there to understand. <clears throat> this is about being of service. It doesn't mean, and I said this, yeah. sometimes it confuses people. Right. It doesn't mean that as leaders that we don't hold people accountable mm-hmm. because people sometimes see servants as doormats. No, mm-hmm. that is the highest level you can attain. Mm-hmm. is to be a servant to others. Mm-hmm. Again, in my belief system, Jesus showed us that example mm-hmm. when he got down on his knees and washed the other's feet. Yeah. He was being an example. And on purpose, I will do that. Not wash their feet, but literally I will show people I'm not above sweeping the floor. Yeah. I'm not above uh, shampooing somebody's head or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes just to show others that I'll do. Yeah. So. That's where you start, is the heart's there, I am here. And so through that, understand the way I view things is there are two sets of customers in our company. There are the internal customers and the external customers. You see, the internal customers for me, for you guys, and all of our leadership staff are our stylists and the team members 
that work within our company. Yeah. And so we are constantly working on how to serve, how to help these people achieve what they want in their life. Yeah. And by the way, that requires talking to them, getting to know them, and them trusting you to share their hearts. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, something I just thought about is we're talking about that process of leadership and, you know, influence, right? And we talked about authenticity a minute ago. I think one of the things that really stands out for me is not only is authentic leadership important for our, our ability to help influence people, but I just thought about it in the reverse for a minute. How, how ineffectual does leadership become when it is about not only am I trying to get you to do what I want, mm -hmm. but for, for the other person, I never live up to their expectations. Totally. I, you know, how can you possibly lead people if you're putting them in a position where they're always feeling a failure? Right, mm -hmm. because they can never live up to what you want them to do or what they think you want from them. I think it's it's pretty powerful that good leadership can really grow a company. Poor leadership can just destroy the place, and not because you're not effective, but because you're actually destroying your company from the inside. Mm -hmm. It's funny because um, th as you're talking, I'm reflecting back to being 19 years old. My brother used to bootleg Kune Hair Cosmetics into the country because we, they didn't have distribution yet. Right. Um, fast forward a year or two, they get some distribution. There's a man, his name is Nico. He's the first ever Kuhn salesman uh, in the country. Um, I've actually had conversations with George Kuhn Sr. about Nico. Great guy. But I'm 19 years old. I'm having a conversation with him. He says to me, what do you want to do one day? And at the time, my answer to him was, I want to, be, and I didn't even know what this meant at the time. It's really actually a bizarre story, but knowing what happened to me full, full circle. But at the time I said, I want to be the person that helps affect style at Kuhn Hair. I like, I want to be the person who does that. Cause that was like my hero job at the time. It was mm -hmm. this thing. Um, fast forward. I ended up becoming the CUNE Academy and technical director uh, for North America, I don't know, 25 years later, completely really by accident. I probably wasn't even qualified for that job. But what, if I look back, the one skill that I have developed over the years and the realization that I have was as a 19 year old, I kind of meant I wanted to run stuff. <laughs> right. In taking that job and doing that job for you know a year and a half, becoming a part of the team member, and then moving to it onto a different company, what I realized is now that director position or vice president position, whatever you know, whatever is actually about serving your team and putting them in the right place so they can grow, develop, and flourish. Well, that's what I was going to say, Chris. Yeah. Um, is you see what you said? You you had a vision of what you wanted. Well, here's the deal. We all can have passion, yeah. mm -hmm. and we do have passion yeah. um, in thinking about some of the things that we can do. Yeah. And what's interesting, years ago, I studied about different, there, there are seven different gifts yeah. that, um, that people can be born with, mm -hmm. and you tend to have two or three that are the highest gifts. And where you are with your giftedness is what determines where you will find passion in the things you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, see, as a leader, <clears throat> the important thing is to understand that this exists. There are actually seven gifts, and there are actually four personality types. Yeah. And, the, and there's a lot of inner workings there. 
But years ago, as a new leader, I um, went and I studied just by chance at a seminar. It was more of me going, I think, believe it or not, it was a marriage seminar that taught this. But it's like a light bulb went there sitting uh, that, oh my gosh, now I understand why people act the way they do. Once I understood this, I got a book, read it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so uh, one of the an- an- analogies that I use as a leader is you have to think of yourself... Um, I just watched football yesterday. We're in the playoffs mm-hmm. right now during the mm-hmm. time frame of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And the coach, obviously, is an integral part. Well, that coach is each one of us as leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, guess one of the biggest responsibilities of that coach is to align players. Now, usually this starts way back when they're children. Mm-hmm. You'll have coaches all the way down in the, in the youth leagues. Mm-hmm. And they'll start placing them in different positions based on the attributes they have. Mm-hmm. For instance... Uh, a tight end. Mm-hmm. You tend to want a guy that's fairly tall mm-hmm. and athletic because he's got to be able to block. So he's larger, but he's also tall and can run fast so he can catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, an offensive lineman will picture them. Those guys don't move very fast. They're like tanks <laughs> going down the road, but they have a specific thing that they that they do well mm-hmm. because of the way they build. And so if a coach plays people not understanding this, just in, in positions just all over the place, mm-hmm. imagine what that could look like if your offensive lineman were at wide receiver and your wide receiver was uh, mm-hmm. the, the offensive mm-hmm. guard, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be a silly-looking team mm-hmm. that didn't work very well together? Mm-hmm. And frankly, all the people on that team would be miserable mm-hmm. because they wouldn't be in a position where they could win. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, as leaders, we need to understand these things. Now, would you like to hear what some of these are? Well, that, and that's, that's the reason why we're sitting down here because I think there's some specificity that comes along with you know, I think there's a lot of people that really do have their heart in the right place. They love their team. They love the industry. They love the salon. They just haven't learned to – or they're just growing to the point where they can identify mm-hmm. attributes inside of other people. And they're at that point and they're asking that question. And the other thing is is giving those people that kind of next level place to be. So how, how, do, you, how do you identify leadership and what are those seven – well, good. Uh, All right. Well, so in, yes. in no particular order, the first thing I want you to hear, and yeah. everybody there to hear, is that none of these gifts are better than another. It's just the way we're naturally made. And frankly, they're all made to work together because there's so many things that have to be done in the world yeah. that require so many different type of people that, again, I believe in a higher power. I believe in a God that yeah. made us all with this master plan. Yeah. And it's so amazing that all of these different people are made and we're supposed to work together to accomplish these things. So um, again, no particular order. The first is what I call a perceiver or prophet. And this is a person that is frankly very black and white. They love to know the rules. What are the rules? And when they speak, they tend to speak the truth. So sometimes you may say this person has sort of a... a, um, uh, a bite no to filter. their talk. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, you know, if you got those people on your team that have no filter mm-hmm. and they're always calling out, you know, the what everybody's supposed to be doing, it's probably because they're a perceiver. That's the way that uh, that they're made. I'm married to one of those, and my wife always um, is, is bringing me around to Brian. What's the truth here? What are the facts? What are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. These people need to know the guidelines. You need a handbook, for instance, mm-hmm. with the rules and everything from the way you train people, the way you service your clients. How do we do it? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it can be miserable for them in the environment. That's the perceiver. The next, my highest, actually, I'll go to that one next, is the administrator. 
And the, and the administrator is a natural problem solver. And so I can't tell you why, I didn't even realize this about myself until after this seminar years ago, that I can sit and I love to listen within a group setting. I listen to problems and people, a lot of times people can go off in a million directions. Mm-hmm. But what I'm doing is I'm analyzing the situation and finally when I speak, it's usually, guys, let's talk for a second. I think first we should do this. Mm-hmm. Next shoot we should do this. Next is this. Mm-hmm. So that's the gift of an administrator. It's a natural problem solver. Uh, the next one is going to be my next gift. Uh, so I'll talk about myself here. Is an exhorter, or another word for that is an encourager. And so think of these people. When they speak, they speak from encouragement. And so that's one of the things. It's like, come on, guys. And a minute ago, I don't know, Chris, whether it was you or John, but you talked about the way you talk to your people. Mm-hmm. An encourager is never going to talk to a person from the standpoint of, look what you're doing wrong, or look at this. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, wow, you got that. You're great. I knew you could do that. Yeah. And that's an encourager. I, I laugh and say a lot of times, for those out there that maybe were cheerleaders, you're usually the flyer on the top. Yay, come on, team. We can do it. Yeah. Or coaches or those types mm-hmm. of personalities. But when we speak, we just naturally speak from encouragement. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, some people are, uh, are teachers. Yeah. And that's very self-explanatory. A teacher is the most fulfilled when they can share knowledge that they have, especially to somebody that seems like they're very interested in learning it. Mm -hmm. Now, in our setting, for instance, in our company, I have a cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. And so, um, John, you may speak to this because you've operated within the school as a leader before, Mm -hmm. but um, there are certain people that are stylists though they just love to be teachers. Now, mm-hmm. I'll say this. This is, isn't always the truth, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're not necessarily your top performers within this organization. They may be totally. very technical at what they do, totally. but just from that outgoing, I'm making the most money kind of situation mm-hmm. and with the biggest clientele, they're not always that. But boy, when they go to a classroom, they can set it on fire and they get energized when they feel like they're helping a student to grow. Have you witnessed that before? Yeah, I, I think that there's always kind of like this disconnect between um, sometimes being a stylist and what it's like to work in the school as an educator because they're really two different things. You know, while well, I'm teaching hairdressing, yes, you are. But the skills and the leadership and the joy that comes from teaching are not the same skills and leadership and joy that comes from doing a haircut and making people feel you know pretty about themselves or, or, or nice about themselves. I, I think one of the things that we had Sally Rogerson on the other day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she said, you know, I think rings true for a lot of teachers. They, it's almost problem solving in, a, in an intricate kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out what it is that makes you tick, and I'm going to create a program that gets this information in your head the best way, because when that light bulb goes off and I see that light bulb go off, that's what gives me joy. That's what gives me passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to paint the world with too wide of a brush, but that's generally speaking not somebody who's money-driven Mm-mm. because that's not a money-driven thing, <clears throat> right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I look for that, understanding that that is one of the seven gifts, yeah. I look for that within my ranks because it's not one of the most prevalent things from hairstylists. I'll talk about hairstylists in just a minute. Um, now, move, to move to the next one. Now, this is my, my personal last of my top three. I've already said, for instance, with me, I'm an administrator. I'm an exhorter. Well, the next one is the giver. And a giver is a person that likes to help meet the needs of others. 
That's when they're the most fulfilled is when they see that somebody else has a need and they can help fulfill it. And it's not always just a financial need. Mm-hmm. It can be any, it can be an emotional need. It can be any kind of need that somebody has. Uh, that's when you really are fulfilled is when you can help meet others' needs. The next one is the gift of being a server. And a server personality is the person that likes to know where they're needed. They tend to want to be um, very well educated at what they do. When they do things, they want to do it well. Usually the server does not like the spotlight. They tend to be behind the scenes. Sure. And they tend to be very loyal people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I describe a server, um, uh, a lot of times I'll talk about church. This is the lady in the, the uh, dining room at church that's back in the kitchen cooking. Right. She just wants to hear me come by and say, Kathy, that was the best fried chicken I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That makes her day mm-hmm. because she is there. Where do you need me? And these people, I surround myself mm-hmm. with servers because they... Um, uh, it, they feel great, honestly, that they can help me accomplish tasks. I can go out there in the forefront, quote, and slay the dragons. Mm-hmm. They clean up the mess. <laughs> and they know because I tell them, thank you so much. I cannot live without them. Mm-hmm. I love my service. They are the backbone and the bread and butter of a small organization. Well, and, here, and here's what I want to flip side that yeah. for just a second. Because if, if I mishear that or if I'm in the wrong mindset and I sure. listen to that, it's yeah. like I surround myself with these people to achieve my goals, and here's the reality of it. Sure. Because I've got a, I've got a person like that in my head who works in this organization who I just think of as a backbone. Yeah. They want to do that job so bad right. that yeah. becomes their purpose. And so as I'm listening to this conversation, you know, I'm thinking about one of the things I love about the salon industry, and that is there's so many different things that you can do inside of this industry. Right. Um, and I learned that from stepping outside of being behind the chair. You know, there were times, uh, I, I remember actually in my 16th year of doing hair at my salon uh, in Tampa, at some point I started to look at the floor, the four foot square mm-hmm. right. that I had spent 16 years standing inside of. And I started to ask myself, is this all there is in this business? Now, you know, we, had, we, we were successful at the time. So it wasn't about success. It wasn't about, you know, how do I make more? But I started to ask the question, is this all there is? And inside of this industry, I, I would argue that 80% of hairstylists um, probably don't know that there are other things that they can do right. and feel really super fulfilled and be really successful in their own idea of what success means. And as you know, you're kind of painting this picture, I'm listening and different people are popping up in my head and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm placing them in their own particular job. I have a funny, quick, funny story. I see, I know, I see well, you're like, I've, I've got some great stuff to say. I'm going to try to hold those thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. okay. Right. Really, really fast. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm really dying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Recently, <laughs> recently, I was talking with somebody who does a job that I used to do that I hated. This particular person uh, happens to have filled that role. Not only is doing it far better than Love I that. ever did, but it's their dream job, right? Right. The fact that I hated that position 
as I listen and learn from you, makes me realize like it wasn't a fit for yeah. my gift, my the thing that I do. And when I listen to you describe these things, you know, teacher, exhorter, give yeah. like boom, 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 that's it. Yeah. Don't hide me in a place where I have to do the administrative type work because I'm not really capable actually. And, and, and so that is <laughs> that is what happens that I understand yeah. and I've still got one gift to go. So still yeah, get, that no, get in there. But hear this, okay? <laughs> is again we're we're talking about leadership today. You see, and so again, when you mentioned about stylists don't understand all of the things out there that can be done, part of the job of the leader is to help identify and open the door. I call it career pathing. And so I've understood that. I've understood that from day one. My job as the leader is to, to continue to look for different career path options to understand the type of people that I'm leading based on these gifts that we're talking about today Mm -hmm. and helping to guide them to that career ladder in their position, think in terms of the coach with the team. Mm -hmm. The the career ladder are the different positions that exist on the team. Mm -hmm. And then these seven gifts are the or the gifts that people have that are best suited where they will find passion in what they do. And so as the coach... I've created the positions, the career ladder. Mm-hmm. Now I'm identifying the attributes through the gifts that these people have if I understand those. And then I'm helping to place them because when I put them in the positions that they can excel based on their gifts, that's where passion comes from. Yeah. Then if I can lead and teach them to link passion to <clears throat> purpose, yeah. that's where life comes alive mm-hmm. because purpose is linking it to how do I use this passion to serve others yeah mm-hmm. you see isn't it amazing how these building blocks build on each other and it's so cool if you're a super small salon who's my social media guru who's my internal educator mm-hmm. who's my recruiter that goes out to hair schools and right. gives a free class this is like what... there's so many cool things you can do even if right. you're not in a huge organization this is what um in a nice way drives me crazy because I just want to take people to say, don't you understand? But when I see people trying to do it all themselves that are leaders, mm-hmm. you are robbing the joy right. of the people that you are leading That's because right. you're trying to hog it all for yourself. Now, it may not be because you think you're the only one. Sometimes it's because you think you're the only one that can do it. Right. Well, you're wrong. Yeah. Okay? Sometimes maybe you don't trust others. Get over it. Because they need to fail after you've taught them. Let them fail and then pick them up and say, what did you learn from that? Let's move to the next step and try again. Because that is what makes people buy into it, makes people want to be with you as the leader, is you give them that latitude to fail. Okay? All right. So, hey, can we move to number seven? Yeah. Because these are important people. Okay? Um, They all are important. But number seven, guys, is the gift of compassion. And I call compassion people, they're the nerve endings of the world. And I don't know how they do it, but I'll say, for instance, they might have a friend that has a loved one that's very sick. In fact, maybe they they might even be on their deathbed. Mm -hmm. That compassion person can actually go and hug and cry with that person and console them. And they can be fulfilled. They're not happy about it, but they have fulfillment in that they could show compassion to somebody. Now listen, I am so clumsy with that. In fact, I can't do it. Do you know what? It doesn't mean I'm not compassionate, but guess why I can't do it, guys? Because I'm an encourager. I want to tell you, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when it's not potentially going to be okay, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with it. And so um, I, I have to buckle up, so to speak, to make myself do it because I'm so awkward with it. Mm-hmm. Where that true person mm-hmm. that God has gifted with compassion mm-hmm. goes and they just hug and cry, no questions asked, mm-hmm. and they can actually be fulfilled. They got to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to say this, mm-hmm. okay? Now, each job is best suited from a standpoint of a person really finding passion in it typically to two or three of these gifts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, that's going to follow right into the question I have. So as I look at these seven yes. that you just shared with us, yeah. and you're saying maybe we've got two or three of those that work in combination with us. They do, yes. So do, do I just get to pick the three I like? <laughs> well, you can, but it doesn't mean you're going to be, uh, you're not picking the right ones. I mean, right. if you know yourself, hopefully you get the right ones. Okay. All right? And so... I guess a lot of people want to know then, how do I know which one? I mean, how did you discover which ones you were? How did you get to know where your strengths lie Well, how you can help others? Because I'm looking at them going, I want to be this, I want to be that one. <laughs> and, you know, maybe well, I'll be that one too. Well, John, let me, yeah. again, let me go back to the way that I see this and what I believe to be real mm-hmm. is that I was made and you were made. I don't think I was by chance. Sure. And you and I really didn't get an option in that, okay? okay? Yeah. Uh, so you were made, I believe, by a creator that mm-hmm. endowed you with certain of these gifts, mm-hmm. as he did me. Mm-hmm. And again, when I go back to say, because of that belief system, the way that I see that working is that he did that because he, all these different things, we're supposed to work together right. in unity to accomplish the task we do. Mm-hmm. I won't even get into all that stuff about why this work can get wonky because we're not working in unity. Sure. But when we understand this and we embrace each other, so you don't really get a choice. And, okay. But I think what's really key though is you always, because I hear you say this all the time, they're gifts. They are. Right. Absolutely. They were given to you to reach joy not only for yourself, but hopefully to help others reach joy too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I look, I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, in school when I was a kid. I got sent to the office daily, literally daily, right? Yeah. Horrible student, because all I wanted to do was get up and talk. Yeah. I used to. What you used to. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> what was I say was that last week? <laughs> well, I, I used to laugh, and now here we are on a podcast that we decided to start. Why? Because we think there's other people out there like us. But I used to laugh when I was getting sent around the world as a, you know, international business speaker speaking for a living because that's what I'm good at (laughs) if you were to ask me to write that stuff down it took me a full year to get my thoughts out into a book right that that definitely not a gift of mine super painful you know it got done but the reality is oftentimes I I recognize that on a daily basis like you know my gift of encouragement the fact that you know I mean that's that's just a thing I don't I don't really try at that. Mm-hmm. I just... just it's comes a, out of it's a, Yeah, it's yeah. just a natural thing. Yeah, and, and people that aren't that way won't get... But that is a gift. Right, I right. Mean, yeah. But compassion, I feel super silly when somebody's having a moment. You know, it's not a... Yet I can see somebody walk up and... It's like magic and you're like, how did What they just do happened that? there? Yeah. yeah, they just hugged that person. I didn't even want to touch them. I wanted to stay on the other side. I, I wanted to leave. Not only did they hug them, but they could hug you back. Right. Right? Yeah. Where if I walked up to you and hugged you in that moment, you'd be like, John, you keep me out. Yeah. yeah. And so talk about, you know, to a salon owner about, you know, identifying or maybe a couple of tips on how, you know, how do I sit back and take a team maybe that's not there or even my own mind? How do I 
start to take a look at my team and my business differently and what are some starter points that I can start to do to maybe help elevate my team. We talk a lot about career pathing here because we have one and, and we're even elevating that with 124Go. But, you know, what are some just some starter things if this is the first time I'm ever hearing this? Okay, good. Well, the, the first thing I'll say is through 124Go, one of my goals with this is I actually have testing sheets yeah. that hopefully through some of the seminars and things we're going to do, and maybe even online in the future, yeah. we'll be able to post uh, these tests that people can take, and then I can teach on a deeper level how to take it deeper to know what to do with these. So that's the first thing yeah. that I would say. And by the way, our site will be launching uh, March 1st, and we will have downloadable PDFs for you know a lot of the topics we're covering. Right. Um, now, through that, um, there's also what I call occupational testing sheets. Now, this is interesting, and, and people can, can uh, try me on this once they get these. Mm -hmm. But what you'll find is a large majority of stylists are the three attributes are server, compassion, giver. It's amazing. You may find some a little bit higher in teacher, again, as teachers. Uh, some of the lower ones are going to be administrative, things like that. But, the, but we'll have that available in the future. I would say at first, though, just if you were starting today, is talk to your people. People know what they like. Uh -huh. You see, and so you've got to listen. And you mentioned earlier, uh, you talked to somebody way back in the day where you, uh -huh. were, you were hoping to be this educator yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And so the leader needs to listen. People will tell you what they want. Uh -huh. So just start with that. You may not even understand what that is until you get the testing and we learn more later on. Uh -huh. But at least listen to what they want and help them to do that. Then the next thing would be to ask yourself, what are my, what are my career paths here uh -huh. within my company, uh -huh. within my salon? Uh -huh. What are the options that I have? And also analyze. A lot of times if you say, well, I don't have any, then you've got to look at yourself and say, well, what all am I trying to control? All right? Mm -hmm. Every salon needs, a, very first, you need an educational team mm -hmm. because we need to learn more technically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so start by identifying those that are good technically yeah. and ask them, would you like to share that with others? Yeah, who's your teacher? And we, we actually believe together right now right. that we think you need to become a, an educational company as a salon, meaning really take control of that. Mm -hmm. And the internal education, we just know that you'll be so surprised by what you already know right. if you'll start to share it with each other. Yeah. Right. Um, next would be on our front end. Uh, you know, as far if we have a desk in our salon and, and with customer service, do you have somebody in the position that really is an exemplary leader? Whether you have made them lead or not, do they exemplify and do the things when it comes to great customer service and they seem to have a heart of service? Mm -hmm. Ask them if they would help you in training new people that come in. And then you've got to find somebody maybe that would be good at setting up the curriculum or that would be good at finding curriculum saying, well, what are we going to teach them? Mm -hmm. Because you've got to have documentation. You've got to have a curriculum that you follow through teaching them. Mm -hmm. So... If you're busy behind the chairs, the owner, you've got to find others to enlist. And you know what? This is what happens. I'm going to say this again. Mm -hmm. If you identify the right person that likes this stuff, you are bringing value totally. to them. 100%. You are, they are feeling valued by you. 100%. If you get them to do these things. And the last thing is like, look on the marketing side, especially with this younger crowd. Now, who likes to do social media? Who yeah. has a great Instagram page? Right. Would you like to head that up for our salon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, get them involved. Yeah. Um, John, well, you want to say something? I was just going to say, it, it just goes back to the um, what, something we talked about earlier, which is you're feeding someone's passion. You're making them feel valued, right? right? You're giving them something that they can succeed at. 
And, you know, if you're working with a leader who makes you feel valued, who helps you feel successful, um, who helps you feel fulfilled inside, you know, why wouldn't you follow that person almost anywhere? Yeah, fantastic. And, and as a leader, what a fantastic life. What a sense of purpose mm-hmm. that you get to have in your own life as a leader mm-hmm. if you see yourself helping people to find who they are. Yeah. What a life worth living if yeah. you can do that. This is a fantastic discussion. So really, this is a talk on the seven gifts of leadership. You know, it's something that Brian lives and has been, you know, uh, throughout the company has been uh, teaching John and myself. And, you know, we're, we're working on this as well uh, as salon leaders. And so uh, with that said, uh, as we kind of bring this podcast to a close, any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Wow. Great conversation. Something I'm so passionate about. And I've had this stuff stored up for years. Um, and I want to just go so much further with this because it's so important. When yeah. when people understand, as leaders, again, the way I see it is we, we do have other people that have entrusted part of their lives to us. Yeah. And if we get to help them find their way, and as I get older, I'm, I'm 57 coming up this year. You look good. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I'll take all that I can get. Um, I really appreciate that. I really do. Um, but when I look back, my greatest joy uh, through this career has been the people's lives that I see that I've impacted, those people that I've helped to find passion in their lives. Even, John, you've said this before, and I agree. Sometimes this industry um, really just gives people direction in their lives, something they've never had before. I firmly believe that this industry saves people's lives. Yes. And so, wow, think about it as a leader. When you think of it that way, Mm -hmm. isn't that something worth doing? So um, thank you so much for letting me share this. I've got more to unpack with this. We've got another whole podcast. Hopefully, Chris, you'll ask me to come back about the personality types because I'll help teach that and how to interblend that with these gifts that we talked about today. So thank you out there, everybody, for taking this time with me. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yeah, fantastic. John, closing thoughts? Um, I'm, nope. I'm, you know, I'm just excited that we get to hear, I mean, we get to hear this information a lot. Yeah. And it's not even, let me, let me rephrase that. We get we to don't see it. Yeah, we don't hear it so much. We get to see it every day. We get to be in this environment. We, we get to grow within it. It's a treat to hear it and put it on tape. And, and I've got one more thing yeah. that I have to say yeah. this yeah. because I, I sometimes I reflect back during the podcast. Yeah, you know, why didn't I did, say that? Did I, I, was, yeah. this. Did I say something that yep. somebody could have taken the wrong way? Yep. And you mentioned, so you stopped me a few minutes ago and yep. said, what about servers? Yep. About, well, that could sound to certain people like you're trying to get people. No, let me, let me say this. Yep. I, I, I'm taking that uh, in a good way. Again, about servers yep. is they aren't looking for the spotlight and they are really blessed to be able to be of a support to somebody they want to follow. It's such a powerful position. And, and what I wanted to, to finish on my side is by saying, and the thing that they want to know the most is that they're appreciated. So all of you out there that have served me or this company in any way, thank you. That's it. That's sweet. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now you just... You, he always t- jokes me up. No, it's like, yeah. now where do we go? Yeah, fantastic. Oh, let, me, you know, let me ask you for a review and thank you for Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> well, so, if, you know, I will, I will say, I'll, I'll tag a closing thought, which I usually don't on, is, is that when, when I unknowingly started to change my why behind showing up for work, I got uncomfortable. And I stayed in uncomfort for a long time because I didn't have anybody to show me what a next step would look like. 
uh, in the way that we talk about nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a salon person and you're listening to this and you're going, okay, what did any of that have to do with me? Maybe it was a little above your head. Um, I guess I guess I would say, you know, re-listen, ask yourself, where do I fit in this? And what could I be bringing to my team? Um, because oftentimes when I'm talking to stylists nowadays that are, sometimes they'll come and they'll say, when are we going to have more education? Or can we do a little bit more of this? And a lot of times I think they're surprised when I go, actually, why don't you teach that? Because... You're probably, you probably know everything you need to know about that, but that thing that's that uncomfort inside of you is really, it's just a call going like, I really need to share, like I need to get this out. I need to matter. And for some people to matter is to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that for, that was my calling. You know, that was my experience. I went to education until I was going to throw up. And then I realized, you know what? I want to like give this back to the new kids. I've finally earned the right. You know, when do we earn the right? I don't think we know, you know, but I finally earned the right that I can start to share this with somebody who's a few steps behind me. And so with that said, if you like what you heard on today's podcast, uh, please hit that subscribe button. Um, And John, there's something else I think we need them to do. Um, I want you to write a review. I want you to go online to your podcast listening app. I want you to wicked wicked good good review. review. Again, my personal (laughs) preference is five stars. You know, you can make that happen. And share it with your friends. There's a lot of good stuff here, guys. Thank you so much. Yep, fantastic. So you can find us on Instagram at 124.go. We hope to have our our website should launch March 1st, so be looking for that. Um, And again... YouTube. Uh, yes, that's right. Forgot about that. Uh, you can find us and see our behind the scenes stuff. So we do something really cool on YouTube, which is we film a lot of our meetings and we just put them out there. So it's us in real life, non-scripted, doing what we do on a regular basis. Great. Brian John's on there. Uh, so it's a beautiful thing. So on YouTube, it's one, two, four, go. We really appreciate you listening. And until next time, we will see you later. Talk about forever, talk about the weather, to know any better, I just want to.